Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully, so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com/fool. It's Thursday, April twelfth. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Sell. Joining me in studio, it's Bill Mann. I am very happy to be here. I'm very happy you're here, my friend. Uh, we're not going to talk about Facebook because there's been a lot of Facebook talk on this show this week. What's going on with Facebook? I haven't heard. <laughs> uh, again, we do have on Motley Fool Money this week, and we have uh, David Kirkpatrick as our guest. He is the best-selling author of the book, The Facebook Effect. So he's had a good week, I think. He's he's had a busy week. So happy that he's making a little time for yeah, us. Uh, we're going to talk retail, and we're also going to talk about one of the more Bizarre slash awesome stories I, in the world of finance. I know you. I love the story. I know you're excited. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's start with uh, let's start with Bed Bath and Beyond, which is having a 20 percent off sale on its stock. On its yeah yeah. Uh, fourth quarter report came out. Bed Bath and Beyond's same store sales were not good. Their guidance for the fiscal year that they are just beginning was anything but encouraging. And in terms of the stock, this is the worst single day shareholders have ever had for Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, you know, I I, I never really I, I I think I've always disliked Bed Bath and Beyond a little bit simply because of the grammatical mistake in its name. I'm always like, there should be a comma, right? <laughs> Bed, comma, Bath and Beyond, but you know, maybe that's not fair. I, I, that may be picking a nit. <laughs> yeah. Be that as it may, the stock seems to have responded to my annoyance. This to me is a dead company walking, right? Like if you look at what if you look at what Bed Bath and Beyond is doing, they have gone from eight percent same store sales growth to negative same store sales growth. They have fifteen hundred stores, and that's from you know from two thousand and ten to today. In the same amount of time, their capital expenditures have doubled. They are trying to do. Anything. They've got a membership program that they've launched. I don't know how effective that is. They're trying to move into the value and the treasure hunt segment, a la what happens at Ross and TJ Maxx. And as you know, those two companies are pretty good at that. Like, I don't, I, I literally don't know what this company is going to do other than slide off into the sunset. And that's a little surprising to me, only because of how many locations they have. This is still a two and a half billion dollar company. With the drop today, the stock is still trading north of seventeen dollars a share. Yeah, and it sounds like you're saying, no, this thing is. I don't. If if not going to zero, it's certainly going lower. I think the best outcome for them is to be is you know for shareholders is if this company gets taken out by private equity that's going to try and do some turnaround and I just I don't I don't see how it's going to succeed. I mean, they have one of the one of the big things that they've talked about is hey, we're going to get in, you know, we're going to make sure that our products are differentiated. They're not. I mean, they're you know, I I I get the treasure hunt. I think that's you know, I think that is a reasonable place for them to go. But they are literally going from a challenging market to a different challenging market. This is being done, and when you're moving into a market where the biggest players are Target and Walmart, let's not even mention Amazon. That's hard. That is really hard. And the thing is. This is a business that could, in theory, work. They are selling things 
that people need. This is not some niche retailer, and this is or niche product, or no. even you know, this isn't Dave and Buster's. No, right. And not exactly. to pick on Dave and Buster's, but that's like a fun hey, thing man. that you can go do. You don't need to go to Dave and Buster's. Hey, you speak for yourself, pal. <laughs> I I don't need to go to Dave and Buster's, but every once in a while, I'm going to need some new towels. I'm going to need some new bedding, yeah, uh, like like everyone else. So again, they sell stuff that people need, right? But they have lived for years. This is the same problem. I I tell you who this company reminds me of right now, and it's J.C. Penney, right? J.C. Penney, you know, five years ago, Ron Johnson came in, and the first thing that he said was, "Okay, we're going to get rid of." All of the coupons and all of the discounting that that you know that we've done in the past, and we're gonna you know they basically turn their back on on their best customers. Bed Bath and Beyond, in order to generate margins, kind of has to do the same thing. They get so much of their revenues on their these ubiquitous twenty percent off coupons that you almost can't avoid every time you you know you. You open your mail. There seems to be another, you know, another twenty percent, you know, some sort of discount coupon from them. That is, yeah. I I just feel like they are at best spending a lot of money to run in place. It doesn't. It gives me no joy to say all this. By the way, I don't, you know, I don't have besides the comma issue. I don't have a huge, you know, I don't dislike Bed Bath and Beyond. It's it's a fine experience. It's just they seem to me to be panicking. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to stick with retail, though, and uh, this is a story. If this if this goes through, this is going to be one of your uh, your big stories, certainly for the first half of 2018. Reuters is reporting that Walmart is working on a deal to buy a majority stake in Flipkart. Yeah, Flipkart is the leading e-commerce company in India. The numbers being reported here are that Walmart would shell out somewhere between ten and twelve billion dollars to get a fifty-one percent stake yeah. in Flipkart. This dwarfs the Jet.com acquisition that they made. You like this move? I do actually. Um, there's a model for this, by the way. The same thing, you know, the same thing that's happening in India. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the characteristics for the Indian online market you see in China. And China's, you know, several years ahead. Uh, wonderful company there called JD.com, and they have managed really to keep Amazon out. Right. The 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 winners, and I think the deal is done in China. Will not include Amazon.com, and India is another very logical market with some of the same characteristics. And Flipkart so far has been the winner. Now they're you know it's it's several years behind where where China is. So if Walmart is going to become a player anywhere in the world, they have to go into a place where there's a you know there's a huge amount of flux and. Because of a lot of the dynamics in in India, you know, very few big cities, a whole lot of smaller cities, a whole lot of, of villages. Um, it is a really really good market for online retail to you know to change how commerce is done. Well, and I think when you look at what Walmart has done so far with Jet.com, because at the time of that acquisition, it was one of those things that you could just sort of look at and think, "Well, this this makes sense on paper." I'm not entirely sure how they're going to bring Jet.com into the Walmart ecosystem. Yeah. You know, the, uh, this seems like a smart deal. They need to make it work. 
I think to this point they've proven that they have made the Jet.com acquisition it's work been fabulous. quite yeah. well. Yeah. And so I think that seems to bode well for this move with Flipkart, which if if the reporting from Reuters is accurate, looks like this deal might close as soon as June. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's India, and having had a great deal of professional experience in India, I can say that things tend not to happen as quickly as possible. You can, you know, as as it seems like they should, you can almost guarantee that uh, there will be regulatory hiccups along the way in terms of a transaction of this size getting done because it's a very important company in India, and they have really really big, not only Indian investors, but they also have plenty of foreign money backing them as well now. So. I, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's a really big, important transaction for uh, for Walmart. I'm glad you mentioned the the foreign money that's in there so far. SoftBank from, yeah. from Japan owns about a fifth of Flipkart right now. Does, yeah. does that does that help Walmart? Does that hurt? Does that or is it is it neither? It's a good partner to have. The more interesting the the more interesting current holder I you know in Flipkart to me is Naspers, and a lot of Americans don't know Naspers, but I'm Naspers, one of them. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Let me tell you, Naspers may be the best investors on earth. In two thousand and one, they they bought you know for thirty two million dollars they bought a thirty three percent stake in a little Chinese company called Tencent. That stake today. How'd that work out? Thirty-two million dollars. It's worth one hundred and fifty-five billion now. They just sold a teeny bit of it, you know, for about ten billion dollars. Um, and Naspers itself. So they have a hundred and fifty-eight billion dollar stake. I just said one hundred fifty-five a second ago. Let's just give them a couple more billion. One hundred fifty-five. One hundred. In the time billion. we've been talking. Exactly. You could have moved. This happens. Um, yeah, and Naspers itself is valued at about 112 billion. So you can buy Naspers, and they're assuming that it's Flipkart, it's you know, it's television, it's newspapers. They actually own it's a newspaper company, maybe the most successful newspaper company on earth. But yeah, so they actually have a they have a piece of Flipkart. They they have said that they're not going to be selling any portion of theirs. Really, really good investor base for Amazon. Uh, excuse me, for Walmart to be. Uh, partnering with. Before we get to the story that Bill is flat out <laughs> giddy about, uh, I want to say thanks again to Rocket Mortgage. Uh, we've said this before: getting a mortgage, refinancing your existing home loan. These are not easy things. Mm-mm. These are not things that you can do without lots of paperwork and signing your name many, many times over and over. And when you're making a big financial decision like that, you want to be as confident as you are in your everyday life, at your job, all that good stuff. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple. It allows you to fully understand all the details so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. And to get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool, equal housing lender, Licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Earlier this month, the Securities and Exchange Commission here in the United States of America froze $27 million in trading profits involving the CEO of a company I'd never heard of before called Longfin, L-O-N-G-F-I-N, Longfin, which is a cryptocurrency company. (sighs) What about this story? This attention. company. So, first of all, the CEO of Longfin has twice now gone on CNBC and have, has given the most unhinged interviews I have ever seen. 
He, you know, so this company came public in the U.S. Most of their business is in Singapore, to the extent that it's trackable at all. This company came public in the U.S. under the Jobs Act, uh, which purportedly, as it is, you know, as the name would suggest, is to bring jobs into the U.S. It came on the, you know, came on CNBC, and they said, "Well, how many employees have you have you added?" And he said, "Well, we have three. We'll probably get to 12. So yeah, so it's a you know it this it doesn't this, seem like a big number. No, no, it's not not so jobby, not 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 so deep in the job. Somehow this company got to be worth six billion dollars on the U.S. stock exchange, uh, on the uh, on Nasdaq actually, and there's actually no telling what you know what, what what if anything that this company is actually worth. So finally, uh, this last week. Um, in an emergency uh, stop, trading was halted in in in, in Longfin. The stock has dropped about ninety percent. The cryptocurrency that you know that 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 they have, almost no information is available on it. It's called Zeto. As far as I can see, there's been like one transaction ever in Zeto. I literally have no idea what this company does, and yet it managed to be worth six billion dollars and it's on its way back down. I think it's probably. A zero. I probably haven't used the word allegedly enough. We're creating for ourselves some issues, but yes, yeah, let's just assume that every other word I've used was allegedly. Um, yeah. Among my thoughts are that this is one more thing about cryptocurrency that isn't helping for for people like our colleague Aaron Bush. Yeah, who is. Uh, a believer in cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, and looks at both of those and says, "There are viable futures for both of these." Stuff like this doesn't help. Yeah, because at the moment, you've got this. This cl- is such a great story. Right? Yeah. yeah, at the moment you've got this clown. Yeah, and then a let's just say allegedly a decent amount of illegal activity going on <laughs> with cryptocurrency. Right now, a healthy portion of people who are using cryptocurrency are engaging in what we like to call allegedly criminal activity. Alleged, yeah, alleged fraud, allegedly. This it's a pattern that's as old as time. You can absolutely bet your bottom dollar that wherever there is a bull market, right underneath it, there is a bull market in fraud. Whatever segment it is, wherever it's been, no matter what, you know, we saw it in 2006 when people could not get enough of Chinese small cap companies, and it turned out that most of those Chinese small cap companies that came public in the U.S. through reverse mergers probably came public through reverse mergers because they could not have gone public, you know, through the front door. I think very much, you know, similarly in you know in 2017 with the absolute magnificent. Uh, Stunning rise in the values of cryptocurrencies. It became an area where people gave way too much credibility to anything that had crypto attached to it, and this is one of them. Long Island Ice Tea, just slapping the word blockchain on their name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks for being here, man. Hi, it's good to see you again, brother. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.